0: Jackerson Experiment. I'm your host, the one, the only, Willie Jackerson. Alright, so I got a great show for you guys. Um, I started, I actually play poker on the weekends sometimes and um, I was playing at a local uh, poker league. And I started talking to this guy and, and uh, he's like, yeah, man, you know uh, There's a whole bunch of really cool stuff about time travel. So I thought you know what I was like I'm gonna do time travel again um, it's, it's just fun to talk about and uh, You know, maybe we can go back in time and solve some of the problems that we're having right now I mean, you know, I wish I could go back in time and and you know go fix a bunch of things that i did wrong or something you know and and so i thought it was kind of cool to think about um you know and i always thought that there was a way to actually time travel like when you're out drag racing you know you're going really fast and a lot of times what's funny is you know they have a laser that shows when you leave the light and they have a laser showing when you actually hit the other light and if you are somehow able to make that car perform a little bit better it seems like you can actually go a little bit faster by a few seconds and you're essentially defying the laws of uh, space-time continuum because you're actually making this vehicle perform better than it would under normal conditions you know and, and a lot of times it'll it, it, it was a really tough day when you'd get out there you'd have your car set up like really sweet running great on cold air and then you get out there and 108 degrees or 100 you know you'd have like 120 degree track temperature and it would just kill your tune so um it's one of those things that i kind of think about from time to time um doing different things you know um i like playing poker i like drag racing i like doing all this different stuff and So, it's kind of things that I think about and, and, you know, at the same time, you know, I enjoy being an electrician. I enjoy um, constantly challenging the laws of physics and the laws of, uh, you know, I mean, to me personally, I love um, being an electrician. I love uh, making stuff work. I I love the feeling of walking away and everything turns on, everything works, uh, passes inspection and uh, everyone's safe. So, It's kind of a trifecta being a good electrician like you can't just go out there and uh just you know slap wires in and call yourself electrician i mean you have to know um that you're doing you're you're installing the correct size wire you're installing it correctly you're um, maintaining the integrity of the equipment uh so there's a lot of stuff that's involved with being a good electrician it's not just um like a lot of people say oh well you know, I know where to find it in the code, so I, I'm I'm a code guy, and it's like, eh, well, you know, it's it's a, there's a lot more to a lot of this stuff, and I don't, you know I've been constantly challenged, um which I love. That's what I love. I mean, they threw me out on a job, and you know it was pretty screwed up, and they're like, yeah, we need to get this done. And it's like, okay, and so that part of the challenge is just going in there um get it done yeah of course it'd be awesome if I could just go back in time and be the one that started the job but you know you don't have that luxury so you know we're gonna have to deal with what we have in the present and you know just try to improve it in the future so I think this is gonna be a good episode I think you guys will love it and I got some good audio put together so enjoy
1: It's just one of those days
0: when you don't want to wake up, everything's fine.
1: everybody sucks, you don't really know why,
0: but you, you want to justify
1: ripping my head off, no human contact, and if you can't interact, interact. your life is on contract, your best bet is to stay away, never Trumpers, it's just one of those days. It's all about the he, he said, she said. said bullshit. I think you better quit, let a slip. or you'll be leaving with, with a fat lip about it he, he said, said she said shit I think you better win talking that shit so come and get it I feel like shit my suggestion yeah. is to keep yeah. your distance because right now I'm
0: dangerous we've all felt like shit
1: and been treated like
0: shit and All Those Motherfuckers That one step
1: up step
0: up I hope you know I've got a chin
1: song I'm GET YOUR ASS WRONG
0: And If my day keeps going this way I just might BREAK SOMETHING
1: tonight. I've got a chin song I'm GET YOUR ASS raw. And If my day keeps going this way I just might BREAK SOMETHING, play something play tonight. I've got a chin song, song. I'm GET YOUR ASS WRONG and if but my keeps going this way I just might break your fucking
0: face tonight Give me something to break Just give me something to break We're gonna break it wall And then we'll build the wall I hope you know a the chainsaw What? The chainsaw What? I'll kick your ass, Joe
1: and don't forget it! Two dim lights illuminate the room. More a concrete box, really, unpainted and with power cables running along the upper edges of the wall. Some of these cables plunge into adjoining rooms, others snake down the wall and along the floor to a chair like device. It looks a bit like an electric chair, but with a bulkier rear section that hums with power. A scientist works at a panel at the rear of the chair, while a second scientist secures a skullcap to the young teenage boy being strapped into the chair by a guard. The skullcap has dozens of wires of different colors and sizes, all running out of it and into the strange machine. The young boy looks scared, but determined. The guard tests the restraints, then when satisfied nods at two men in black suits standing by the entrance to this dimly lit concrete room. The men are smartly dressed, and both wear dark sunglasses despite the low light. One of the men in black now looks at the scientists begin. The scientist at the rear of the machine furiously works the controls as the entire thing powers up with an audible hum of electricity. The boy's eyes widen in fear, but the second scientist leans down to reassure him. Just like we've discussed, concentrate on the target and the date, September 4th, 1976. See the man's face in your mind's eye. Focus on each line and the crease of his face. The boy shuts his eyes and nods. The hum of power in the room grows in volume, almost becoming unbearable. The boy grits his teeth and begins to yell, when suddenly, a bright flash of light and nothing. The boy is gone. A moment later, the boy returns once more strapped to the chair. He's sweating profusely and panting as the scientists rush to let him out of his restraints. One of the men in black rushes to the boy and lifts his head up. Did you see him? Did you see the target? The boy, exhausted, nods his head. And what did you learn? The boy barely manages to speak in a hoarse whisper, clearly on the verge of physical and mental collapse. He was talking with a man. New. Submarine. In. Construction. Called it. Akula. The boy faints. As the scientists call for a nurse and remove him from the chair, the two men in black meet together, speaking in low whispers. Tell the president our operative successfully infiltrated Soviet time-space. He failed to gather any useful intelligence, except confirmation of what our field operatives already told us. The Russians have built a new submarine. Something big. We'll try again tomorrow, with the focus on gathering operational and technical details. Project Montauk, is a success. Project Montauk, the infamous conspiracy theory that might have inspired Netflix's Stranger Things, a show about a secret government lab using psychic children to reach out to a different dimension. Only if whistleblowers are to be believed, traveling to other dimensions is only the beginning of what the United States government has successfully accomplished deep underground in New York State. Camp Hero New York was established in 1942 on the very tip of Long Island Sound. Disguised as a simple fishing village, Campyr was actually a coastal defense station packing some serious firepower meant to stop a Nazi invasion of New York. The gun emplacements were set in massive concrete bunkers sunk into the earth, and defenders would be able to rain hell down on any invaders with three batteries of 16-inch guns and 6-inch guns. Shortly after World War II, the site was abandoned by the US military, with the exception of a long-range radar station meant to monitor the Atlantic for incoming Soviet nuclear missiles. Today, despite efforts to sell the land to developers, environmentalists have succeeded in protecting much of the former facility, which has been turned over to the National Park Service. At least, that's the official history. If you're one of the unlucky few who visited Camp Hero against their will, then you know that the real history is far, far more sinister. Eleven years after Camp Hero was officially shut down, two men underwent hypnotherapy to recover repressed memories they'd buried since they were children. Much to their surprise and horror, the men discovered they had their memories of their time spent in a secret government lab under Camp Hero buried deep into their subconscious, but now the memories came flooding back. The tale is sinister. Discovered to be psychically sensitive, Preston Nichols and Stuart Sirdlow were both abducted by the government agents and brought to Camp Hero. Entering through one of the old gunnery doors, they took an elevator down to the bottommost levels of a secret underground research lab. There, the young boys were introduced to others like them, but there'd be no time for socializing. The experiments conducted deep underground varied, but all were pushing the very cutting edge of science, and often even beyond that. With rumors that the Soviet Union was busy researching all matter of paranormal phenomena in a desperate attempt to gain any edge they could over their American rivals, the United States government undertook a slew of secret programs to ensure American supremacy in every realm of warfare, even the paranormal. Remote viewing drew great interest from the intelligence community, allowing intelligence agents to get an inside peek at sensitive Soviet installations without their ever knowing. Young children who were psychically sensitive were trained in remote viewing techniques, and even had their talents enhanced through a combination of technology and various drugs. But if the US could use psychics to spy on the Soviet Union's most secret installations, then surely the Soviets could do the same, and so the Psychic Warrior program was born with American psychic soldiers training to mentally defeat enemy psychic spies. Other experiments, however, sought to bend and twist the very fabric of reality itself. In the early 1940s, the United States had successfully teleported an entire warship in the incident which would come to be known as the Philadelphia Experiment. The results of the experiment were messy, however, with the rematerializing ship having fused the living crew to its hull, leaving not a single survivor. Under the quiet grounds of Camp Hero though, the US sought to perfect this technology. Teleportation experiments began small, with items such as apples or pencils being moved a few feet. The installation of a nuclear power generator allowed much greater energy to be dumped into the teleportation experiments, until a stunning breakthrough. Researchers were able to teleport a test subject outside of the earth itself. The subject was swiftly returned, but it already suffered exposure to deep space and died shortly after. Over the years however, the technology would be refined. The point of allowing Project Montauk scientists to teleport individuals all the way to Mars. In fact, it's believed that in 2012 President Obama himself was teleported to Mars to meet with an alien delegation there, running a cooperative research base staffed by both Americans and alien scientists. Aliens of course had their hand in Project Montauk, as it was their technology that helped to unlock the secrets of many of Project Montauk's greatest accomplishments. To this day, there is little known about these alien partners that the United States government has allied itself with or their true intentions for our world. Perhaps Project Montauk's greatest accomplishment, however, was in the realm of time travel. The benefit of time travel is obvious. Imagine being able to send an operative back in time to avert national and global disasters. In fact, history as you know it today is all shaped by Project Montauk. The Allies winning World War II? That's thanks to intelligence sent back in time to warn President Roosevelt of German and Japanese plans. The US triumph over the Soviet Union in the Cold War? once more the secret work of American time traveling spies, changing the past to correct future mistakes and eliminate potential threats. Of course, this is the history of Camp Hero, according to Preston Nichols and Stuart Swerdlow, with most of this history outlined in Nichols' series of books named the Project Montauk series. Nichols has been widely discredited, and not a single one of his claims have ever been remotely proven to be factual. Even his claims of having degrees in various scientific fields are false, and he himself calls the contents of the Project Montauk books as soft facts. Swerlow himself has often been discovered to tell contradicting tales of his own backstory, which he of course blames on his repressed memories and CIA brain wipes. Project Montauk is pure fiction, but that hasn't stopped legions of people from purchasing Nichols' books or believing the US government really did abduct teenagers to conduct mind control and time travel experiments. Now go watch CIA Spy Techniques, or click this other video instead.
0: My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit.
1: like a tree and get out of here.
0: All right. Uh, all right, this is uh this is an oldie, but uh well it's an oldie where I come from. I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids are going to love it. Back up, we don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well we're going, we don't need roads.
1: There are two ways you can travel through time. You could go forward or you could go back. The crazy thing is there are people traveling forward in time as you watch this video. Traveling to the past can be a bit more tricky due to the universe-ending paradoxes, but new research suggests time travel in both directions is not only possible but safe as well. The question is, would you do it? At the most basic level, time travel is about speed, space, and gravity. For example, a second for someone standing on Earth will be different than a second for someone who is moving close to the speed of light or near a black hole. And although we don't have the technology to go that fast yet, according to mathematics and science, this is how time works. We can even observe time shifts in action above our world right now, as time travelers whiz by at 17,130 miles per hour. Where are these intrepid explorers of time, you might ask? On the International Space Station. That's right, flying above your head right now is the crew of the ISS, and they are technically traveling both through time and space. The reason for this is that they are moving much faster than we are here on Earth. The faster someone is moving, the slower time goes for them relative to someone who is standing still or moving slowly. This is just how the universe works. Therefore, the astronauts on the International Space Station are experiencing time slightly slower than you are on Earth. To be fair, not much slower, but it's still happening. Scott and Mark Kelly are both astronauts for NASA. They are also identical twins. However, Scott has spent 520 days in orbit, while Mark has only logged 54 days in space. Since they are identical twins, they were born on the same day only 6 minutes apart. But Scott's additional time circling the planet at high speeds means he is technically 5 extra milliseconds younger than his twin brother, who has spent more time on Earth. Mark has traveled 5 milliseconds forward in the future from this perspective. Obviously, this is an imperceptible amount of time. But it is really cool to think about. Not only is time travel real, but it's happening whenever someone is in orbit above the planet. The speeds at which our current spacecraft move are nowhere near fast enough to travel a significant amount through time. But this may not always be the case. If you were an astronaut on the first ever spacecraft to travel 99.9999% to the speed of light, You would time travel into the future in a significant way. At this speed, every second on Earth is just under 20 hours for you on the light speed spaceship. This means that if you travel just under the speed of light for one day, you would have been speeding along for 86,400 seconds. When you return to Earth and stop moving, you will have aged only one day, but on Earth 72,000 days will have gone by. In simpler terms, you would have actually traveled about 197 years into the future. This form of time travel is theoretically possible once the technology exists. However, until then, the primary source of human time travelers will be anyone who orbits the planet at high speeds. Traveling forward in time is the easy part. It's traveling backward that leads to some problems. That being said, you are actually somewhat of a time traveler yourself every time you look at the night sky. Since everything in space is really far away, it takes a long time for the light from stars to reach us here on Earth. That means when you look at stars, you're actually looking back in time at how the star looked hundreds, thousands, or even millions of years in the past. For example, the North Star, also called Polaris, is located in the handle of the Little Dipper or Ursa Minor constellation. Polaris is approximately 323 light years away from where you are standing when you go stargazing. Whenever you see Polaris, you're actually looking 323 years into its past. If Polaris exploded right now, It would not disappear from our night sky for another 323 years. And if you want to time travel a little closer to home, all you need to do is look at the moon. Whenever you observe the moon, you're actually looking into the moon's past by about a second. This is because it takes the light reflected from the moon around 1.3 seconds to reach Earth. So, observing the past isn't so hard, but actually traveling to the past is a whole other animal. One way that someone could travel back in time is by using natural phenomena in space called wormholes. It's hypothesized that these tunnels connect two different points in the universe. But wormholes may not just connect space, they may also connect various points in time as well. To be clear, no wormholes have ever been found, but science seems to think that they are not only possible but might be more common than we think. When talking about the universe, it's important to remember space and time are closely intertwined. In fact, they are sometimes treated as one variable called space-time. The way a wormhole works is that a massive amount of gravity folds space-time in on itself and connects two points that are incredibly far apart, making traveling between them almost instantaneous. If this is the case, the wormhole might do the same thing to two points in time as well. Therefore, if traveling through a wormhole is possible without being crushed by gravity, Torn apart by interdimensional turbulence, or being blinked out of existence by some unknown force, time travel may be possible by entering one end of the wormhole and coming out the other. But wormhole time travel leaves us with a couple of problems. First and foremost, we haven't found one yet, and second, we have no idea what would happen once inside of the wormhole. However, there is some good news. Scientists have been cooking up other ways to travel through time. One idea is by using what's called a Tipler cylinder, named after the astronomer who proposed it, or an infinite cylinder. Basically this time machine consists of a very long, indestructible tube. The tube would be filled with matter equal to ten times the mass of our sun, which would create a very dense, spaghettified black hole. The whole cylinder containing that stretched out black hole would then be spun billions of revolutions per minute. The rotation of the elongated black hole would cause space-time to distort in a way that would allow a ship traveling on a precise trajectory through its ripples to travel back in time and end up in the past. The researchers who are studying this form of time travel have concluded the only way the device would work is if the cylinder was infinitely long or made out of some unknown material that would contain the black hole and allow it for somehow to curve back in on itself. So, we are a long way from making the infinite cylinder a reality. This type of time travel would be on a closed time-like curve, meaning that to avoid any sort of paradox, the time travelers who went back in time would have previously existed wherever they ended up. This is incredibly confusing, and science has found no way to explain this phenomenon yet, but the time travelers would somehow need to be part of the past and of the future at the same time. (laughs) Trippy, right? Another cutting-edge theory in the quest for time travel comes out of the Technion Israel Institute of Technology. It's here that theoretical physicist Amos Ori came up with the idea of making a time machine out of space itself. His vision consists of creating an area in space that's wrapped in on itself like a donut. This would create a donut-shaped vacuum where timelines would collapse in on one another by using gravitational waves to manipulate space-time. Therefore, a time traveler could enter the timeline at one spot and exit at some point in the past. There's also a catch to this type of time machine, however. The time traveler could only travel as far back as to when the time machine was turned on. This is because time would only be able to fold in on itself as far back as the first instance of time within the donut-shaped space vacuum. Another key challenge would be to control the gravitational fields at will. This is theoretically possible, but we are nowhere near to having the technology to do that right now. In order to send someone back in time, they would need to be launched through the vacuum while the gravitational field within it was simultaneously shifted to allow the traveler to loop back in on an earlier point in the timeline. Without that precise control of gravitational waves to manipulate space-time, the donut-shaped time machine wouldn't work. Putting aside those silly technical issues that need to be overcome before time travel is possible, there is another problem that's been plaguing scientists since they first thought of traveling back in time. This is the paradox. When traveling backward in time, all kinds of crazy things can happen. The most famous is the grandfather paradox. It goes like this. If you're a time traveler who goes back in time and kills your grandfather, then would you have never been born? And therefore, could you have never gone back in time to kill your grandfather in the first place? Paradoxes like this have led many scientists to conclude that time travel to the past is impossible, or that if it is possible, the chances of a paradox happening are so likely that it would end the entire universe. But recently, researchers have been looking at these timeline inconsistencies in a new way. It's now hypothesized by some that if a paradox were to occur in the universe, it would fix the problem itself. Take the grandfather paradox for example. If you went back and killed your grandfather, thus making it impossible for you to be born in the first place, the universe might adjust and you find out that the man you killed wasn't really your grandfather at all. Perhaps you were actually adopted and you just never knew. Scientists who believe that paradoxes will naturally correct themselves claim that this allows for time travel to the past without causing the universe to be destroyed by inconsistencies in the timeline. Whether or not it's true, it at least allows scientists to make calculations and theories about time travel to the past. When it comes to time travel, there are some key takeaways. Traveling to the future is theoretically easy. All you need to do is go really fast. Traveling to the past is hard, and it takes some fancy math, a lot of gravity and technology we don't have yet. Not to mention that if paradoxes don't naturally fix themselves, traveling back in time could end the entire universe. Now watch Did Pan Am Flight 914 Really Land 37 Years Later? Or check out the CIA's secret time travel program. Really crazy research?
0: <laughs> Load up on the ice cream. Bring
1: bring your friends. It's time <laughs> to lose and to
0: pretend our little group has always failed and always will until the big end. Hello, hello, approval ratings are hello hello. hello, hello, our approval ratings so low. <laughs> hello. hello. Hello! The people
1: raving un- um, hello! Hello! With your eyes closed It's less dangerous Here we are now!
0: Re-elect us. us We feel stupid And contagious Here we are now! Re-elect us. us Small potatoes. Like miskin skin Creepy
1: weirdo Stupid though. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm Joe
0: Biden and I forgot this message.